Hello world, I'm Stanley Wiggins and this is Black Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. As usual, I'm starting our live episode and waiting for my co-host, my lovely co-host, Shawa, who will be here soon. It's been, uh, what, a month since we had our um, last episode. Hello, darling. Are you there? Hello, world. We're back. Yes, yes. We are back. We are back. <laughs> and oh, that, and what a time to be back. I know, and everything's oh. just so fabulous and wonderful. And uh, well, the complete opposite of <laughs> any, any synonym to all of those words. Yeah. There's I think, that. <laughs> I think we were hoping that once, you know, we took the break. You, I didn't even think about what the world would be like, uh, you know, a month ago before we took this, uh, before we took the break. I, I guess I was, I didn't think it would be like this. Well, <laughs> no, we probably were like, goddamn Corona. I know. The worst of our problems. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> racism was like, ah, ah, ah. No, 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 bitch. No, Which, no, no. you know, it's like, it's almost like, Shame on us, right? Like, yeah. how dare we get so wrapped up in coronavirus that we forgot about racism? We're <laughs> black people. We know better. Come on. You know what it is? <laughs> like, how dare we? Racism well, you... was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I would enjoy this party. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so we were joking yesterday, my fiance and I, uh-huh. that, um, you know, coronavirus just thought that she was the shit. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I got you racism. Watch. I'm going to be the hottest thing on the block for 2020. And racism <laughs> sat back and was like, I'm going to let this bitch shine for a little minute. <laughs> and then racism was like, watch, watch, just watch. Boom. Yeah. You see how I can mic drop on you real quick? Mm-hmm. They done forgot all about your ass. Here I yeah. come. They're like, yeah. They're like, this is my country. This has always been my country. This, this is my I'm territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, it was like, yeah, we liked it better when we was just thinking about coronavirus. But oh. the thing is, it's it's funny because, um, you know, I, I haven't been having these conversations with white people at all. Um, I haven't been encountering white people. Like, <laughs> I just haven't. Like, I'm in if it wasn't a... If it, quarantine. Yeah, like, that's not like it's a quarantine, <laughs> so you haven't had to. <laughs> I haven't had to have these conversations with people say stupid things to me. Uh-huh. So I haven't had to have that conversation where I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. This has been the case. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, even through coronavirus, racism was the thing. Racism was such a thing that black people, black men specifically, were dying at higher rates from coronavirus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because of white supremacy and racism and all the systemic bullshit that has existed in this country. So it was like, no, no, no. We shifted our focus for a little bit. But then we remembered. We Mm -hmm. got right back on track. It just a knee in the neck got us back on track. It was just surprising that it seemed to wake everyone else up in a way that it never seemed to have been able to do before. Because it's not like this is the first time. It's not like this is the first time we've protested. No. Uh, it's not like this is the first time that we riots. The thing that, that gets me the most, mm-hmm. and I just, I'm like, I wish I could just hold this man, is that I'm sure Colin Kaepernick just wants to just like go out and, and shoot people because he's like, I've been saying this. Yeah. Like, he lost his whole ass career mm-hmm. over this. And now the NFL want to be like, all right, maybe he had a point. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like you feel validated when when you're doing something or you're saying something and, and, and someone wants to make you feel like you're being crazy mm-hmm. and they're the ones with all the power. But for him, there's no validation. It's not like he was saying it and no one knew it to be true, but he was saying it and there was this this need to to push him to the side and cover it up and turn it into something else, turn it into this disrespect for the flag, which in itself was disrespectful. Yeah. And and it's not like now them acknowledging it is going to get his job back or just anything. It's like he's he's he will forever be the martyr, and that person is always a person who has to suffer so much loss, and mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous because he didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah, he, he shouldn't have had to. It's so mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's like, like you know that feeling where you're like, I'm not crazy, <laughs> and then and then finally someone comes in and validates that, and you're like, see, 
yeah. but this is a, at a at a much higher capacity. Like this is yeah. this is about something way more important. This isn't about you know oh somebody did your hair bang. You're like no, she pulled out my edges, and then somebody came in and was like oh yeah, girl, your edges are snatched. Yeah. No, this is a lot more important. And I and I wonder what it is at the timing because that was just what four four years ago. You know when when really this took when Black Lives Matter and um, Colin like took the knee. It was four years ago, and you think it's the fact. What I think it is. What do you think it is? You know, I don't have any real data on this. Just from what I see, people were not going on about their daily lives because yeah. of quarantine, because of coronavirus. So, aside from the fact that everyone's just taking in content, taking in content, everyone was already really sensitive to yeah. the fact that their lives had just been completely upended by this pandemic or by this mm-hmm. virus so everyone was already on edge and and and, and everyone was already just kind of like the, everyone's senses were already so heightened yeah and so i think seeing that image was just it was it was extra vivid mm-hmm. it was extra graphic um people had to stop and look at it you yeah. could not you couldn't see, you could not not see it like it was everywhere yeah and i think what's 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 interesting is I know a lot of black people that I spoke to were more desensitized by it mm-hmm. and didn't expect the outcry that came yeah. because it was like we were like well we know we're going to be upset and we're going to say things but there was this expectation that that's where it was going to begin and end and you know we'll demand these things we'll demand for justice but you know we would continue continue to either you know, just completely be yelling into the wind or have have that have it just be shut down. Yeah. Have yeah. it just be completely ignored. Mm-hmm. So I think that just thank God for coronavirus, because I think coronavirus was really the catalyst that made people have to see this thing and have to just finally just come face to face with it. Yeah. Yeah, and thank goodness for social media. Because, I mean, we'd be lost in so many different ways without it, but it's a way to just spread that information and actually get a lot of the changes that they're, you know, the policies and laws and things that they're putting into effect are changing or getting rid of is because of I, the organization around social media. I mean, a lot of yeah. these, yeah, a lot, because, I mean, we can't have contact, physical contact with one another, especially in larger groups. So it's been organizing over social media and organizing these protests and organizing these marches and even just these petitions and things mm-hmm. and, that they're sending through. That's all via social media. And mm-hmm. that has been just amazing. I think how you know, people have showed up and are really trying to do their part. I mean, this has happened three years ago. We don't know. I'm just trying to live in the now and to think that I, I'm appreciating the fact that people are coming together um, around this once again. And hopefully it will make it change. <laughs> and there have been some changes. It's just, I think, it, you know, I always say that it's good, but I think I'm not as positive as other people because we live in a, it's systemic. And it's issues right. that we have to change. Like people talk about, you know, we, we live in a capitalist society. It all starts from money and capitalism and that trickles down. Racism has already been said. We talked about this before. And in order for those real changes to be, to, 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 to in order for real change to happen, we need to change the way that we, go about our daily lives. Right. And we have to change the way we live completely. Yeah. And it's wild to me how prepared everyone was to do that surrounding the pandemic, yeah. but how much resistance there is to do that surrounding the pandemic that is racism. Yeah. It's it's fucking amazing. It blows my mind. Well, um the 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 thing is it it's unfortunate because it is so systemic mm-hmm. that it's going to take like so many more lives are going to be lost yeah. before like real changes come about mm-hmm. and they don't, and they don't come about swiftly enough. And yeah. that's a big issue. Like, you know, we can laugh at this photo of um, um, Schumer and Pelosi with the stupid Kente cloths um, stoles on and everything, but it's really not funny yeah. because the fact that these people who are in power that's where their mind goes. Oh, mm-hmm. let me show my solidarity by putting on this kente cloth stole and and kneeling and and just just all the fucking buffoonery. That yeah, the show. Yeah, it's a show. 
It's yeah, it's just like I don't need all this pomp and circumstance. Someone that said it on, on Instagram was just like, Yeah, why don't why don't you guys get up from the kneeling and the and the garbage you're showing us and like uh sit down and pass some laws? Yeah. And it's like, right, like I don't need that support. You do look like the dumb white parents with their kids. Charlemagne the God's Instagram to laugh. He's like white parent to his uh, white kid to his parents. Like my black friend is coming over. Please don't do anything to embarrass me. And then it's like his parents come out to dinner, and it's the photo of them coming out with those kids in close those. And then there's a picture of Kerry Washington. It's from like a movie or something. She's like crying. It's like the poor black intern pressing <laughs> pressing on, on that order for those kids. Take like, I was like, yo, I was wondering when my graduation uh, stole went. I know, right? That's what I'm thinking. Where did they get those from? Uh, they ordered them from the stupid catalog. We got them things from. Oh graduated. my god! But I'm like, I remember some white kid asking me about it, and he was just like, "Oh, where'd you get this? this is cool?" I was like, "It's not for you." I do remember. <laughs> I was very much like, "This isn't for you." And my dad had this, um, you know, my family, you know, my parents, my mom come, comes through with the head wrap. Like my dad got like the Ankara print, like, <laughs> long, long robe tunic. And this guy was like, this is beautiful. Where'd you get this? And my father looked at this man as if he was going to kill him with his hands <laughs> right there in that moment. Like, oh. And he just turned around and completely ignored him. And mm -hmm. I was like, yep. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not here for your entertainment. No, not They're at like, all. Our culture is not here for your entertainment. I'm glad you think it's beautiful. Kiss my ass. That was mm -hmm. basically what my dad was saying. I could care less if you think it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm wearing this because I think it's beautiful because this is a part of my culture. You can kiss my ass. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know that was very much how my dad was. But <laughs> it's um, it's scary to see. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 buffoonery surrounding yeah. this, and the fact, and to just think, the fact that so many more people will die before real changes will come about. Um, yeah, I, I hate to be the pessimist. <laughs> I know, um, but it's you know, <laughs> I don't have a reason to to feel excited and optimistic about it. Hello, everyone. So sorry about that. We seem to have had some technical itch, um, technical difficulties with my internet uh, where we cut off. So I'm just waiting for Shawa to sign back in and we can get this started again. Yeah, it just sucks with um, everything going on. My internet is not reliable, which is unfortunate. But we are trying to do the best we can. I'm actually in my room right now recording in this um warm weather so we'll see what happens as we continue hopefully we won't have any more technical difficulties moving forward but i hope everyone is just really doing their best and really trying to here we go here we go hello can you hear me i'm back oh okay good good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so hopefully my internet will not go off uh again because that was not fun the ghetto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we were talking about, like, what are you doing that's, like, all this shit is going on? What has been some of the fun things that you've been doing? Because you're working still, like, working heavily. My ass is on furlough. What I'm is definitely working still. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, at, at, at minimum capacity right now mm -hmm. for most things. Like we're we're still planning the wedding, which mm -hmm. you know has gone has undergone tremendous change at this point. Um, mm -hmm. I'll leave that at that. But um, oddly enough, was watching an episode of Friends, <laughs> the whitest show on earth, and <laughs> still entertaining. And um, <laughs> said something like uh, Chandler made a joke, and like Monica says something like, "Oh, <laughs> I don't have a sense of humor while we're planning the wedding," or something like that. And I was like, "Girl, don't I know it?" <laughs> because, you know, this man will say something, and it's like, "I'm not joking. <laughs> like, I'm not laughing about this. We have a very small small window of time to get this thing done." Yeah. Um, nothing's funny. Nothing yeah. is funny to me right now. No time to joke. <laughs> Don't no time to joke. <laughs> yeah. like, we are all serious all the time. Very much so. Just not even here for it. 
Um, and, and and I hate to be like, oh, I just want to get this wedding over with. But um, there's a little bit of a sense of that just because it's like, you know, it right now it just feels like another thing on my plate. Yeah. <laughs> it's another yeah. very important thing on my plate. And mm-hmm. it's not even that I want to get the wedding over with. I want to get the planning. The yeah. I just wanna, you're right. I just want to get to the day of already. Yeah. Because um, there's also a lot of other stuff going on um, professionally, too. Yeah. That it's just like if we're at the day of the wedding, that means that other stuff is done. Yeah. <laughs> and, I feel, and I feel good. It was executed and, yup, great. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, if it was just your wedding was the only thing that you had to be responsible for during quarantine? That would be much oh, better. Yeah. That would, that would certainly alleviate some stress. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, no, you still have a full time job. You still have other so, things that have popped on your plate. What I'm hearing is you want to plan the wedding? Yes, because I'm pretty sure my my idea of what a wedding should be will go just go along so well with yours. It'll, it'll just, it's like you planned it yourself. <laughs> I'll let you do the decor and everything. Yeah, I'll be like, yes, bam. You come in, it's like everything's empty. I'm like, I thought it looked better as is. I was like, their walls is pretty. They speak to me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy because it's like all these things that we now have to consider that we didn't have to consider before. A, we had to chop the list like in half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just for everyone's uh, peace of mind. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we had a conversation about it. And I don't want people to get there and then they're freaked out and they're like, oh, it's a lot of people here. I think after they say their vows, I'm out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would feel not great on the day of, like, I saw like gr- droves of people just flocking out the door. Yeah. Um, so we had to chop the list in half. Which means that we literally, it was like, is this person in your top 10? <laughs> like, I had to be like, who is this? I never heard this name before. This can't be a close friend. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And um, a lot of me texted people like, hey, um, do you think you're going to come? <laughs> oh, geez. It was that like that. I was just thinking well, you guys sat down together and just... It was, no, oh, wow. There, there were certain people that it's like, I'm not going to not invite them unless they tell me they're not coming. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, maybe like a really close friend or a really close family member that doesn't live close by. Yeah. And there's likely a chance that they're like, nah, I'm not traveling. I'm not staying in a hotel, not doing this. I'm not doing that. So it's like, if I can take them out of the list and that's another person that I can invite. Yes. Who mm-hmm. otherwise might go uninvited, but I would like to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then we have to have masks and sanitizers and sanitizer, yeah. sanitizer stations and um, socially distanced. And, and it's the, the, the crazy thing is, you know, most of my sisters are nurses, but it's like, anytime I talk to any of them, they're like, you, they're going to be proper social distancing. And all, like even they're getting all um, CDC on me. And I'm yeah. like, yes, girl, relax. <laughs> like, like, that's not, you should be asking me about my dress. Who's doing the decor? Like, I don't <laughs> hear that shit. <laughs> well, did they even, I feel like they know, you got this. We know you're going to look beautiful. We know it's going to be gorgeous. But did have you thought about these things? Yeah, people are scared. People are, not even just scared. I think just, uh, what's the word? Uh, safe or proactive. Concern. Yes, yes, yes. Because, I mean, but I know that there are, will there be children at the wedding? Hopefully not. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's, I I just feel like if, if it's like a a child that's close to us, like his niece, for example, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they'll be there. But I mean, obviously I got a lot of kids close to me, but it's a lot of them. So that means no, don't bring your kids. Um, if somebody like absolutely has to bring their child, I'm like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. but just know that there's not going to be a ton of other kids there. So they might not have the best time. Like, you know, if you have an eight year old with you. Unless they're just a hip happening eight year old, they're gonna be very bored and very um well, I don't know. Eight year olds they, they get up and they dance to music. So Yeah. And well, little like four year olds and two year olds too. Yeah. They just be on the dance floor. Just dance. Yes. So they might have a good time. But I'm just like, you know, I'm just trying to remember if I was when I was eight, would I have wanted to be at a wedding? I don't know. My brother got married when I was like ten. I had a uh-huh. great time at his wedding. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. food was good. I was drinking Shirley Temples. I thought they were alcoholic beverages. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really did. Uh, <laughs> but I always think that's fancy. I went my first wedding. Also, I was like nine to ten, but it was my uncle's wedding, so it was a family members. I wonder what, and everyone I knew, like I knew everyone there. I felt safe. My mom and uncle, they could let me run around. I wonder how it would be at someone else's wedding 
that you didn't know when you're that young. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you have right, like it's and when not you're your that, family. Yeah, it's not your my family. My family's huge. So, yeah, and your family's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, for me, it was like a day at the temple. Yeah. Like we put on nice clothes, <laughs> a day at the temple, but with secular music. Oh, <laughs> and you have probably more food. No, because you have you probably had those days special conventions or special events where you have food. Everyone makes food at the, the temple. They were called holidays. Yes, holidays. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, we didn't call holy days. Holy days. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I'm thinking it would be fun. Yeah, it's my family. Whenever we have weddings, the kids just have a free for all. Is it, you catch someone saying, "Where's my kid? Where's my son? Where's my daughter?" He's like, "He's over there," because because everyone knows when the kid is over there bouncing on the dance floor. I just sitting on it, rolling around because kids are crazy, and uh, they do what they want. I love that they just do what they feel. I love how all the kids are just non-phased by what's going on with Corona right now. My I nephew. Mean, are they though? <laughs> People keep posting things saying you need to check on your kids. I have heard that. My they mother getting stressed that too. <laughs> yeah, they're like between coronavirus, the protest, there's no school. Like their lives are different. They're like the kids are starting to get stressed. I'm like, yeah, so, go ahead and pass them that, that mortgage payment uh, <laughs> and then exactly. let them know. Trust I, me, you ain't got nothing to be concerned about. Exactly. I think it depends too on what, because you can change your kid's environment to it. You can shield them from a lot of the stuff. You know what I'm saying? They aren't seeing all the, if they're socially distancing and they're in with each other, if your child is like nine or 10, yeah, they can, they have more of an idea of what's going on. And I feel like they probably can be a little stressed, but that you can create activities, you can create distractions, you can go outside, they can still play their games. Life is a little different, but I would assume that is, it, you can, you can make it so it's not as stressful for them. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think you can also just tell your children, listen, things are not perfect right now, but it's not anything you need to be worried about. Yes, Unfortunately, you yeah. know, we do have to have conversations about racism and, and not getting killed by the police with our black children, but that yeah. has been the case. Mm -hmm. Like That's not new. Yeah. So that's not a new stress that they're taking on. Um, it's just more going on around that topic. Yeah. Right now, so those are conversations that need to be had with the kids. Um, oh, I, they, they listen. You should ask your nep nieces and nephews. I wonder, like the ones who are over ten. I wonder what are they thinking about? Because mine are so young; they're like eight. One just turned eight, and five and two. The two-year-old has no idea what's going on, of course. And the five-year-old, <laughs> right. he goes, "We can't see each other." He goes, "Yes." You go, "Why can't we see each other?" He goes, "Coronavirus." You know, he does that um, Cardi <laughs> B thing. Coronavirus. That's all he knows. But the eight-year-old, he understands. He doesn't really understand. But he's yeah, I don't think either of them. No. He like the fact that he is getting, I go, Do you, are you upset? School's not in session? No. I get to play all day. I'm outside all day, and I get to um, go on all my games and play with them. <laughs> yeah, he's dinosaurs. He gets to eat. He's staying up late. No curfew. Like, no bedtime. He's ecstatic. <laughs> so I, he's like, honestly, think about it. It's like summer <laughs> vacation started in February, March, yeah. <laughs> February. Like, when you were a kid, would you not have been excited about this? Oh, my God, yes. No, so school? What? Like, what? Even if you like school, you'd be like, I still get to stay home. I still get to do... You get, yeah, you like spending time with your parents at that age. You know, all these things. Well, for us, it was mad siblings, so... Yeah. Yes, you got to play with your siblings. <laughs> we were yeah. just, like, playing in the house all day. Like, Oh, my God. God bless our downstairs neighbor, because <laughs> yeah, you was, like, double dutch in the living room oh, with my, my brother, God. and he could deny it if he wants. <laughs> that man know how to jump some double dutch. Do you know if the neighbors ever complained about you guys? They like complained how loud all the time. Oh, really? All the time. Yes. All constantly. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> They sure did. We were on the top floor too. So. Oh my gosh! Well, that's funny that you guys didn't have anyone above you guys, but you guys probably. I'm pretty sure there were other kids in your in your building or what. You not, know, the, the not home. many, not a lot, not a lot. The lady underneath us initially, it was the landlord's sister, mm -hmm. and she had two two kids too. One of whom my sister beat the living snot out of one day. Oh. Um. Oh. She had a boy and a girl. That girl was like the. She was like my dad's size. Uh huh. Oh god. And my sister was like my size when I was like nine, and she was like fifteen. <laughs> got into a fight with that girl who was like six four. Um, and beat and, her up. And yeah, so they were like you know my teenage. When my siblings were teenagers, they were teenagers, and then they moved out, and then another lady moved in. But by the time we were a little older, though, and mm -hmm. then she also had a teenage son, so. Oh, and that lady across the hall from us, there was like a, a young boy and then like a baby. Oh, uh, okay, okay. We were the only kids in the building. For a while. That, yeah, yeah. 
Listen, the kids will be fine. Yeah, that's this is when it's up to parents to take care, step up and protect, really like protect their feelings. Protect their, yeah, protect their, and their peace. Yeah. What is it protect their peace? Protect their peace so that they are not feeling the stress yeah. of everything that is happening right now, just mm-hmm. changing right now. Yeah, because I wonder how, because I know that they're, you know, schools, when schools, I didn't even think about that because I don't have children, <laughs> but, you know, when schools reopen, are they going to have to change the class sizes? Like, how does that well, even work? apparently a lot of schools are not reopening. They're not, they're, oh. they're coming back virtually. Um, mm-hmm. Colleges have already been putting it out, the word out. They're like, do not show up in August. We will not be here for you. <laughs> do not move into the dorm. There will be no, no food hall, like. Yeah, a lot of colleges have, I think all of the UCs have decided that they're going virtual oh, for the wow. fall. They've already put that out there. Because um, there are some schools, you know, that are like, nah, y'all coming back. We want our money. <laughs> <laughs> they're going for that tuition grab. Like NYU, I heard they're, they're resuming in the fall as normal. Well, yeah, like, they so have are a... they going to accept less students? Yeah. <laughs> and I know they have an interest. Yeah, because it's like if they... If you still, they have like dorm, there are cities in the city. So their mm-hmm. setup is definitely different from, you know, our undergrad. Yeah, it's not and a traditional to... campus, yeah. but still, it's also in New York, which is like a hotbed for the virus. Yes, Eight million exactly. plus people that live directly on top of one another. Yeah. yeah. And then your roommates, it's like, I don't know this person. Covered is, I don't know if they've been tested. You know, it's all those things or what they had or, you know, I can understand people are a little bit worried about that, you know, as well. So we worried even... about that for our wedding. Could you well, imagine no. like moving up in your house? Like, yeah. What? Someone you that you don't the know. At my sister's house. I was <laughs> like, when we cut down the list, I said, but I didn't think you would. She was like, oh, no, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she said, it would have been amazing if not for the fact that no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, not with, not with, not with this, this, this thing. She said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she has small children. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Because we also, you know her 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 backyard is a decent size after we chop the list down but uh-huh. we also want to distance properly yeah so it's like we got we have a, a, a space in brooklyn that's that's really big it, mm-hmm. it would accommodate for probably four times the amount of people we'll probably have so okay okay can you hear me yeah, I could hear oh, okay, you. okay. Yeah, no, no. I, I, you went off really, and I'm like, oh my gosh, just go away again. I was taking a sip of wine, if that's okay with you, Stanley. Are you drinking a red? What are you having? I haven't drink. I have wine. Yeah, I'm actually drinking this Trader Joe's. Let me see. Um, a Trader Joe's Reserve Cabernet mm-hmm. Sauvignon. It's amazing, honestly. Oh. Like, I don't know what kind of crack they sprinkling on the grapes at that Charles Shaw. <laughs> winery or whatever because I had a, a another a grand reserve last week. Uh-huh. One trip I took to Trader Joe's since like all of this started, I got like eight bottles and oh man, that grand reserve was amazing. Uh-huh. But you know, it, it's funny because this whole I've been talking about making eighty at least eighty percent of my purchases um, black owned from mm-hmm. black owned businesses um, by the end of twenty twenty. And of course, you know, um, Blackout <gasps> Tuesday just uh-huh. reinforced that for me. It just, yeah. it really just, I was like, chow, and all of this stuff going on. And um, I was thinking about it because I'm like, yeah, I decided I was going to, um, you know, not go to Trader Joe's or cut back from going to Trader Joe's. And I've been just shopping at the the two Black-owned um, wine shops that are, like, relatively near me. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, that's not enough. I'm like... <laughs> Wait a minute, let's take this further. Because as much as I'm like, damn, these Trader Joe's reserves are amazing. But I'm like, I need to just find me black wineries. Yeah, yeah. And just ordering directly from them. Mm-hmm. And shipping is a bitch. Okay, yeah. let me tell yeah. you. The shipping ain't expensive. cheap. But, um, you know the McBride sisters. Yeah. Um, I got, I didn't get you. I think I told Josh and Josh got it. But I, I bought some bottles from them. Their uh their 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 stuff is good. Like I don't even drink whites, and I love their Riesling. Um, and I had ordered some from from them before, but they recently posted on their Instagram a whole bunch of black wineries. Yes, they did. Yeah. So, so and that and like you know a lot of um companies are doing that now. Black owned businesses where they're tagging or they're listing all these black owned businesses in within their industry that you can shop. Which I saw that and I was like, oh. 
Like, what? This is amazing. It was like <laughs> someone was reading my mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, so I've been, you know, doing my homework, looking up all these vineyards, reaching out. Because, you, you know, think? we going black as fuck for this For wedding. the wedding, so, yeah. And then just beyond the wedding, too, it's like, these are things that I'll need in life. So I'm happy that now I have all the resources. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're doing the work now. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely working towards that as well. I think it's important. You want to feel like you're giving back to 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 different to your group of people. You want to give community. back to my, to my community. My community. Should we that, even talk about that stupid email that I got? <laughs> um, I guess if you want to bring it up, it was it, the person was just looking to argue uh, to Van or whatever the hell they wanted to do because they clearly uh, did not uh, read your right. article. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like if you if you feel some kind of way about me saying that I was trying to I'm trying to make my purchases 80 to 90 percent from black owned businesses by the end of the year. And then essentially all of my purchases from black owned businesses. Yeah. Also, too, the given the fact that in this in the, the article, I say because eventually the hope is to get to a place where, you know, a store can just be a store and a business can just be a business, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a Black-owned business. Exactly. There are so many Black-owned businesses mm-hmm. because we allow them to thrive by yeah. supporting them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that irks me the most. It's like, you read that part and you still didn't get it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the fact that you... Are questioning it, sixty-five-year-old man. So, um, and the I'm sorry, the listeners don't know. So I wrote a story on Essence.com about how Blackout Tuesday reminded me of why I made this resolution in the first place to make at least eighty percent of my purchases from Black-owned businesses by the end of 2020. And someone sent me a personal email, some sixty-five-year-old white man named James, who did not quite understand how that was any different than people who say that they will not do, and I'm quoting him, they will not do business with blacks in any shape or form. Blacks, yeah, blacks. With the blacks. Yeah. And um, I'm like, first of all, if you're 65 years old and you're telling me you're, you're trying to understand race relations in the United States, again, like I said, go, go seek out a mental health professional or something. Yeah. Because I can't help you, bruh. Like I'm half your age. Yeah, and you—if you, if you wanted to age, do the work, you, you would. I mean, like yeah. you've been around for sixty-five years. Me. Oh, you—you you really could just open your blinds. Yeah, look mm-hmm. out the window. What it look like where you live, bro? Yeah, like get out of here with that bullshit. You can't tell me that you're sixty-five and you haven't seen what's been going on in this country. Mm-hmm. I see white people out here. Did you see the? There was a post. I think Niecy Nash had posted it or someone had posted it, a celebrity on their social media where a white white couple was like, we're 85 years old. We can't believe we're 85 and we're still um, protesting this shit. Mm -hmm. They're like, black lives have always mattered. And it's true because it's it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We've been around for a long time. We've seen a lot. Yeah. Come on, bro. You can't like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not here for the excuses. Yeah. That's some garbage right there. And and then and then to ask like how that's different, how me saying I'm going to support my community and I'm going to support the businesses that otherwise don't get the love and the support from people outside of my community, how you mm-hmm. don't see how that's different from the people outside of my community saying that they explicitly won't do business with them because they're black. Yeah. Like, bro, you sound like a crazy person. It's it's I hate to I hate to even say that because that's demeaning crazy people. Dude, go get yourself some 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 mental health. Yeah, no, to me, I will go along with saying crazy because someone who has mental health issues is different from someone who is crazy. It's like a mental it's right, like no, right. if you are crazy not trying rationality. Yeah, and a rational it's just like no, something's wrong with you. And I think, and, and you know, I've been trying to do research uh, to learn to to sort of I think when you you know, I, all my social media, all, every most of the people that I know usually are fought, have the same opinion I have about most of the things that are going on. So I think I'm trying to look at the other side because I want to know, I know everyone over there isn't crazy. You know, just because you're Republican or Democrat doesn't n- mean so much to me because they're 
you know, we they have their issues. I'm recently Democrat. <laughs> they have. I wasn't Republican before. I was just. Um, I, I was. You I, were just I, not voting. Yes. No, 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 no. I voted, but I didn't. Um, I didn't choose a party, and so, but I did change it because on the local level, I think certain cities and certain states won't allow you to vote. Um, they only allow you to vote for that party right. that you are elected for. So I had to change it because it's like, well, I want to vote in the you know, for my town and for my city, you know, not just for the president on the federal government's level, whatever. So anyway, so um, I've been trying to look at other conservatives and one of these conservatives, I don't remember his name, but you know, he's a black person and it's always interesting. It always strikes me and I'm always trying to quell down the anger when I see a black person who was a conservative in this <laughs> They are saying, you know, all lives matter. And this one particular person is like, this is why he's trying to debunk different things that we are like liberals have been um, toting, like, you know, Trump, things around Trump, think facts, because facts are such an issue. Like who's, where are the correct facts? Who knows what is correct? And he's sort of debunking those. And certain things I was listening to him and I was trying to be open and I'm still saying that is wrong. That I don't agree. That you're you're cherry picking, which I know the liberals do as well. Like he's cherry, he's like, well, this doesn't the analogy with the house. Remember, I know everyone has heard the analogy with the burning house. Like you know, um, you know, this house is burning. Let's go help it. And you're like, you know, let's go help um, put out the fire. And everyone's like, well, what about my house? And it's like, well, your house is also important, but this one right now is burning. It's in peril. Let's go put out that house. You know, let's go put the fire out on that house. So he's like, that's not correct because we're all in the same house together and the house is burning. And I'm like, dude, that's not like this all in the same house together up in the larger scheme of things. Yes. But it's like, I can still be in the same house as you. And I'm having, you know, it, it, we just bring it down smaller. My room, I'm having my room is run down and just shit is going wrong in my room. Your room, you got pristine, got nice curtains, got everything. My room just looks like some, I was going to say homeless person was there. That's horrible. Looks just like it, it, it needs some upkeep. You know, it is just like, I don't understand what people, of course, we would all want to say, all, we all know all lives matter. And we all know this, but it's just like, if there's some, someone in that, someone in that group of lives that isn't being treated the same as other, another group of people, then that's an issue that we Fuck all need to concerned about. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like we don't have to acknowledge that. Yeah, like, and I, not don't. Like, if you say that to me, get out of my face. Exactly. Like, we're done here. It's done. Let then me you tell you don't something. Get it. I, saw, I saw a meme that someone posted that puts it into perspective very simply. They uh -huh. said, imagine you being a mom, you lose your child. And you're given a eulogy and you're, you're like, this was a, a wonderful, amazing, precious child, you know, and you're talking about how amazing that child was to you. And someone gets up in their life. All children are amazing. All children are precious and wonderful. How that, how you would feel. Yeah. As that mom. yeah. Like, we're not talking about all children. We're talking about this child like that, that, like one thing doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a, a either or kind of situation, but to bring that up is to, to is to try to diminish what we're talking exactly, about. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and we know that that's what the goal is. Yeah. So don't play yourself and don't ever try to act like that's not what you're doing yeah. if your response to Black Lives Matter is all lives matter. Because yeah. Black Lives been mattering. But mm -hmm. the fact that we have to bring it up is an issue in itself. Yeah. Like, we're arguing whether or not we should be able to fucking live. Mm -hmm. And your response is, well, everyone should be able to live. Yeah, but that's not how y'all acting. Yeah, that's, that's not, not how, how you're being treated. You're being treated, so exactly. So bringing it up. So it's highlighted. Yo, because all lives have, matter. And I, I don't, don't Like, I don't have to acknowledge it at all. I don't give a fuck about other lives mattering. When yeah. I'm trying to make a point about equality for a specific group of people. And, and if you can't it. see that, then you're part of the problem. Yeah. You and, are exactly the reason why I have to make this point. And, and what boggles my mind is for anyone, black or white or anyone in between, what I don't understand how you don't get that because it's just like what you see there's an, it's just like, like you said, equality, you use the word equality. If we see that there are inequalities in our communities or in our world. So if we know there's an inequality, then we have to pay attention. We have to look at those people who need some help. Why do they need some help? Because of racism, because of inequality. So let's give them a, a, some extra attention. Let's give them some extra, yeah, white supremacy. Let's give them some extra attention. What we wouldn't, we don't talk about special, like special needs kids. You know what I'm saying? They need special attention and they need more help or kids who need more help on their tests, but whatever issue they may have. People aren't all like up in arms. Oh my gosh, they have something's wrong with them. I also may need special help. It's like, well, 
you're fine. You don't have attention deficit disorder or something like that. But people aren't up in arms about that shit. Maybe but that's the but, but that's the crazy thing because I challenge what you're saying. We're not asking for special attention. No. Like we're like we're not asking for special treatment. We're asking to be treated like human beings. Equal. Yeah. On 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 the most basic level, we are not. Yeah. So it's 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 mind boggling to me. Yes, people will use that like exactly what you're saying in the realm of like we're asking for something special. Yeah. We're not. We so I use the wrong analogy. Yeah. Special. That's true. Like, like you're like you're wild. It's this is oh god, child. And I don't understand. Now you don't why. Got me I'm sorry, girl. Let's you, get, you child, you done get in the bedside. Listen. But it's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard to wrap your head around. And I think that people want to be angry and they want to be upset. And and this thing is just because I always say to people, I go, I, I in my heart, I feel like we're not gonna. We all have to do this together. This is hard work for all of us to do. So that's why I'm kind of. I don't want to say happy, but I'm. I'm like, okay, white people are doing their work. That's mm, good. Because but that's like, the thing. We're not going to the ones who have to do the yes. work. Black people have done the work for so long. We have been shouldering the burden of both ends of this thing. Yes. And it's mm -hmm. like, how exactly the fuck is that supposed to work? Yes. It doesn't. We've it doesn't. seen that it doesn't. And and and, and, and I'm just like. Uh, yeah, and being the, you say it's easy, it's not hard to wrap your head around. It's extremely hard because people don't want. We've we've spoken about this on on the podcast a lot, where people don't want to acknowledge what the issue is because then it becomes a, a problem that they now have to do something about, and that's where people fall short of being enthusiastic about this thing. If, yeah. if they say it and they speak it, then it exists. It, it's there. It's 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 the elephant in the room. Now you know. It's it's the same as so I was explaining this to to a colleague. We had that class at Brandeis called the study of whiteness. Mm -hmm. And it was taught by an Indian a female Indian professor. And some of our friends would come from class like, yo, you can't believe what these kids are saying. And they'd be hyped. So me and this one girl, an Indian girl, a dark Indian girl, that needs uh -huh. to be said. Yeah. Um, ask, we asked the professor's permission. Can we audit your class? Mm -hmm. We've been hearing all this stuff about it. <laughs> like We want to come and see what the hype is about. And I'll tell you, she didn't get even three minutes into speaking where someone raised their hand. I'm sorry. What are they doing in here? And we eventually were asked to leave the class by the yeah. students because they felt uncomfortable mm -hmm. that we were uh, violating their safe space. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I pretty much told the professor, like, you know, we'll leave because I could tell she was in a tough spot. She's yeah. a new professor. She's not tenured, nothing, right? These kids are going to come for her. Mm -hmm. And they're wealthy parents that built the, the the library and the new student center, they're going to come for her. Mm -hmm. So we were like, we'll leave, but not before we basically tell these kids, you know, fuck you. And this <laughs> is exactly what the class is about, right? This is, is, is a lesson in itself that you don't want to even acknowledge. Yeah. Look, this isn't here to be your safe space. It's a fucking college. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a class. We're also students here. So we yeah. have just as much of a right to be in this classroom as you do. But the fact that you feel like no, they were so upset about adding two more people of color to the class to level the playing field when things get heated and arguments start. They don't they don't need two more dark voices <laughs> adding to that and telling them what they do wrong as white people. I can't. And I'm like, then what the fuck are you in this class yeah. for? It's, it's called the study of whiteness. Were you thinking that this was going to be about Christopher Christopher Columbus discovering America? <laughs> no, honey, you got the wrong class. Yeah, yeah. But that that to me, that's kind of how I sum up with America <laughs> and yeah. like what's happening right now. It's like people do not want to face who they really are mm -hmm. because then they have to do something about it because. Yeah they've been living in this wrongness for mm -hmm. so long exactly. and they don't want to like no it's comfortable when you're on top it's comfortable when you have all the advantages it's comfortable when you have all the privilege mm -hmm. and then to, to give that up or to say no some other people should have mm -hmm. oh that does not go over well with people at all no not at all no that not at all i was also thinking mm -hmm. 
because as you were saying this, I was thinking about um, other people of color who, because you know, there's this whole thing too of holding people oh, accountable yeah. now. And, and we don't have to get all into this, but I, I remember this made me think about, because I, I think at the top of the year, even a couple of months ago, I was trying to reevaluate some things that were going on with me. Cause you know, I'm, you know, planning, you know, not planning a wedding, but supposed to get married and all this stuff, you know, this year and thinking about how, you know, being a gay man and going around my family and people introducing, you know, Josh, my friend or saying, how's your friend? And it's just like, listen, if you cannot, I don't, I'm tired of like making myself smaller uh, and like hiding the way I am and checking my mannerisms. You know, I do that at work. I do that with my, I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to try to live and be and exist. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was like, I'm not, I'm, over allowing people in my space who don't accept me for who I am as a gay man. That was right. more so geared towards my And family. to dictate who you are and yes. how you should be in their exactly. presence as if, as if they're doing you a favor. Exactly, exactly. And not to say my family was has done, they've done that when I was younger. I'm a grown man now, so I'm like, I need to also get out of that just so used to being. I need to to be to, to making myself smaller when I'm around them because that's just what I've done. So I have to allow myself to be free, but also be ready for any reaction that they are going to have because of that. I have to say that I'm going to have to stand strong basically and do what I want to do. But you know, also out of this, a lot of black people are just saying, listen, if you're not, silence is complicit. Silence, if you are not calling it out and you, I'm a black person that you know and you care and you love love me, then you also have to be at this point where you're educating yourself and doing the work and actively going against racism. That means if it's a small thing, just calling out the people in your life who say some foul shit or, you know, protesting or giving money, whatever it is you need to do, you need to be working now, putting in work as well. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's interesting for me because, you know, with the white people, I don't have too many white people in my life. I have my white fiance and we talk about this and we are in therapy we are in therapy and we are working on that shit and that shit is not the easiest thing to do but we are working he's working so it's just you know that's all i could ask of him but i was thinking of my friends and people in my life who are not black and you know i'm stuck with because i'm not sure what to expect from them and if i should expect anything and you I, should, though. no 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 should. yeah and i think if that they're I your yeah. actual friends then you should yeah. and if they can't understand where you're coming from, then yeah, you might want to reevaluate those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 it makes me honestly, it makes me think about you know because I have people who are not uh you know who are not black, but they're still people of color. They're people of color, which for me is just so much more of an offense. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't even want to have these conversations. Like even, you know, people on Instagram who I follow and most of my close friends is honestly like a handful, 10 people, my close, close friends, you know, other people is like, whatever. Like, but I also, those people I'm not going, you know, when I'm on social media, which I try to take a break from, you know, people are posting a lot of things on their stories. I don't even visit their page. I'm scrolling, not even going through the personal things because I don't want to see, number one, I don't want to see any nonsense. Number two, I don't want to see them not posting anything if that's what, because some people don't put this stuff on their social media, but I also don't want to see them not posting anything. You know, because I'm like, I don't want you I don't want to feel a certain way towards you. I don't want to see anything that I don't want to see. Or even if I know you're very active and then you're not posting about this, I don't want to think about it. I don't even want to have this conversation with you, you know, especially while I'm going through this. I'm wondering how the, how I will feel in the next couple of months. You know, if I find out one of my close friends just didn't do anything or they thought it was, you know, it was something that they didn't want to get involved in. I think I'm, a, I can't stress about that right now, I know, but I'm, I am in the back of my head thinking about those conversations that might happen, you know, in the future. All I can say is, I know you, I don't think you watch Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj, but you should, like, um, the, the last two episodes that were posted, he did kind of like a, um, like, shorter, smaller episode or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and it's about, he's basically calling out, um, the Indian community. Yeah. He's calling out the Asian community as a whole for the most part, but he is very poignant in saying like, these are the nasty things that we do and say about black people in the Indian community and we mm-hmm. need to fucking stop. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, for us to just stand by and not do anything and not say anything, it's just, it's it's awful. Yeah. And I thought, and I was explaining to Al a lot of the things that went down at Brandeis. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had the Intercultural Center, which housed all of the clubs that were for people of color. Yeah. And a lot of things were down at Brandeis when we were there. And 
you know, and, and I remember that, like, you know, um, what was it, Brandeis uh, Chinese Connection or whatever, and, like, the, the Korean Student Association, like, yeah. they used to back us up. They like, did, They would yeah. come, like, what y'all need us to do? Um, mm-hmm. Because shit would happen in their community, and then we'd be like, listen, let's go. But yeah. it was very, um, very explicitly that, like, the, the leaders of the South Asian, it was the South Asian Student Association, oh. the Indian Club, essentially, mm-hmm. were very much like, we're good we're hands off that's y'all business yeah um and that wasn't to say that all the indian students were didn't back us because there were some that were like personal friends of people we knew and they were part of our community to some degree to us yeah. and they were there but they like the club as a whole was very much nah we're good yeah um and it was very telling to me um yeah, yeah. I'll just say yeah. that and and he he very much he 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 you know he's very eloquent Mm-hmm. And the way that he vocalizes these things and he's right i'll just leave it at that i'm gonna take a look at it i'm done <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> i appreciate it and thank you i'm gonna go watch that and see what's going on <laughs> it's, it's very interesting to say the least um well, because again, you know, you can't talk about like, oh, calling out these folks and calling out those folks and not call out your folks. Yeah. And if you're someone who is in the political arena, especially if you do political satire, mm-hmm. there's no way you can overlook that. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. That's yeah. definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. On that note. All righty. Well, we've held the people long enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like this episode, you know, you can email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Give us some nice comments. Um, rate and subscribe us, Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at blackhipsterpodcast. You can follow my darling Shawa at where, darling? At the Shawa Evans. That's two E's. T-H-E. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. You can follow me at Stagic W. I always want to say at gmail.com, even though I don't know why. I know, that's yeah. like, <laughs> I know. Just, why don't you just give Gmail all the damn advertisement? Exactly, exactly. Yes. No, I'm switching to Yahoo Mail. Oh, God. Scary. <laughs> like, who has Yahoo? When you see the one that, like, my mom and her husband, they're like, Yahoo. I'm like, who has Yahoo? And my mom just got you. It's like, you signed up for Yahoo? What I'm switching to, like, Net Zero. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so like, the AOL. <laughs> You're like, what is that? I don't understand. Oh, oh Lord. Uh, I think that's all the things, yeah. Until yeah. next time. All righty. I'm out. Bye. Bye.